Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. A trip to Israel ignites a black Jewish baker's passion for her heritage. So there were Ethiopians, there were Palestinians, there were Hasidic Jews, there were secular Jews as well. Just seeing and hearing everyone's story really changed my life. And also how that related to food, too. Because it wasn't just a trip about culture, it was also about food. Plus the tragedy that turned the dream of opening a Jewish bakery with her husband to a dream of opening it with her sister. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can, and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadas Kuznets with Rhonda Saltzman and her sister, Mercedes Brooks, who are the duo that make up Second Daughter Baking Company. So, Rhonda, can you tell us what this is? So, we offer baked goods. We're working towards doing more bread, but that's down the line. We offer cakes, brownies, cookies, focaccia, of course, and we're primarily based online due to the fact that we don't have a storefront just yet. So the reason why this story is so intriguing to me is because this is essentially a quarantine business. Yes, Yes. you got that right. (laughs) We were born out of quarantine. (laughs) Mercedes, tell me how you came to be. So I am Mercedes. I'm Rhonda's sister. I worked in the hospitality business for about six years. I was a concierge for a residential apartment building, but as quarantine hit, I was laid off in March. So with me being laid off in March, it gave me a lot of time to be able to uh, spend time with Rhonda, which is my favorite thing to do. So it gave me a lot of time to really focus on our business. And for me, since I'm not the baker, I'm more so primarily on the creative and the online side of like things, marketing, marketing and photography. So it gave me a chance to really work on the recipes as well and learn the recipes as well, which that's amazing. And I love working with her. She's so passionate and so driven. Rhonda is like the most 
inspiring person for me in my life to be around and just to see how like hard she works it's 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 really i'm sorry but it's amazing and i'm grateful for all of it Rhonda, i see that you're tearing up too mercedes and i are inseparable to be honest with you we live together we do everything together so to work with my sister is unlike anything else i could have asked for it's a dream come true i wish everybody was as close as the two of you wow that's what an amazing bond how like before we get into the cooking part of the what's cooking segment what made you so close Honestly, I don't know if it's age or because we we've always been close since we were younger, to be honest. Like we were finishing each other's sentences. If you notice, our voices almost sound identical and really no one can tell us apart. Yeah, that's going to make it hard to edit. It's a good thing I can see you on Zoom. <laughs> right. Um, but I don't know. I think we just are on the same page and we're very honest with each other. And I don't know. I love her so much. I wouldn't want to be here with anyone else. So sweet. So you lived, you lived together and did you have the business before Mercedes moved in? Mercedes moved in? Or did you live together before? We lived together before. I guess we've been living together since 2016, I would say. So then there was a bit of a tragedy? Yeah. Back in 2016 or 15, I should say, I lost my husband to pancreatic cancer and... Um, that really kind of, you know, put things through the, I don't know, it really put me through it because I didn't know who I was. Wait, you've been through a lot. I was, I was referring to the fire, but you've been through, you had a fire, but that came later. I didn't know about this, that you've, there's a lot that's gone on with you. More than you can imagine. He was also a CIA grad, just like me. And, you know, our dream was to open up a Jewish jelly style bakery and... Well, he's not here. I'm doing it, and I'm doing it with my sister, so that's amazing. But in reference to the fire back in January, there was a fire, and we ended up losing everything. So we had to move in with our mom for six months just because we weren't able to inhabit the space. And we didn't get back until maybe June or so, but quarantine hit. So we were just home at my mom's, and we were like, well, what are we going to do? Because I got laid off March 16th and i think she mercedes my sister she i got laid off around the same time march 20th was the day i got laid off this was something that came out of necessity because who i am i'm very driven i i have a passion to just keep going and to create and i didn't want to lose it i don't want to lose that drive or that passion so you started baking at home so i okay so my background is in culinary and hospitality management I have a bachelor's degree from the Culinary Institute of America in culinary and hospitality management. So I've been in the industry professionally since I graduated in 2013. So I've been doing, I've been that this a while. And I used to be a line cook, but I transitioned into baking and pastry five years ago. This is something that I've been doing a while. And while COVID made it a lot more easy for me to focus on what we really wanted to do or if we wanted to do anything it just while unfortunate our business was born out of it where does the name second daughter baking company come from so the name second daughter is kind of like a play on words we have another sister and like three sisters was already taken and i was like well hold on let's think about this and we were all sitting here and i was like wait what about second daughter granted i'm the second daughter out of us we are two sisters but 
two sisters doesn't sound as cool as second. So it's a play on two or on two, but second daughter. That's sweet. So you started Second Daughter Baking Company in quarantine and Mercedes, you came in and what what is your, since you're not the baker, what do you do with the company? So I'm more so on the creative side, the creative process side, um, taste testing. Rhonda makes sure every recipe is perfected and I'm there just tasting every recipe. Um, but I'm, I'm more so on the social media, um, the photography, all that good stuff side. Wait, so... You are opening the a bakery that essentially Rhonda and her husband were going to open. You're doing it with your sister? Yes. So what is your, you, you had always thought you said a Jewish deli. What is your connection? Are you Jewish? Was your mm-hmm. husband? I am Jewish and my husband was Jewish too. So it was something we always wanted. Like my father worked in Jewish delis his entire career. And when I was 16, I started working in Jewish delis. And when I met my husband or my boyfriend at the time, I kind of courted him with like corned beef and his father with smoked lox. So they fell in love with me as, you know, as one would. And it was a dream of ours to do. So we're kind of getting to do it. I'm, we're, we're getting there. We definitely would like to offer more Jewish style pastries, but you know, that's coming. That is definitely coming. So what do you make? So as of right now, we offer cakes, custom cakes, Brownies, focaccia, different kinds of cookies. Uh, muffins. Muffins. Tarts. And tarts. You need a rugala. Right, right. That's you know what? We're actually testing out rugala right now and our babka. We're going to do babka buns. That's my childhood right there. Babka and rugala. So now you've opened a, now you also have a kitchen, right? Yes, we do. So tell me about that. How did that come to be? And like, how does that fit into the mix? So that came to be, we were looking all over Philly for like a commercial space. And there are a couple kitchens, like commissary kitchens. But with COVID, it made it a lot more difficult to really find the right fit and what we were looking for because of pricing and just availability and really what we wanted out of the kitchen as far as space or equipment and... We reached out to Hannah Baker over at Bach and we explained to her, she was like, we love your story. We really want to see you ladies succeed. And after that, it's history, (laughs) to be honest. I feel like this is a very quarantine story that like people lose their jobs and then they uh, use that um, and put it into their entrepreneurial spirit. Have you seen that? I mean, I'm, I see that you're living it, right? So we have, we've met a lot of people. One of our friends, they own Kismet Bagel Company, Alex and Jacob. We, really good friends of ours. Um, we met them on Instagram, but they started a bagel company out of quarantine. And, you know, that's their story. And you know what? We love their bagels. We really, really kind people. And, but, that's only another people that we know we know a lot of people who were like well i need to adapt and i think that's what people are doing they're adapting and you know you couldn't ask for anything better how do you think the restaurant industry or the food scene is going to change in philadelphia after quarantine i think it's going to be a, a transition most definitely to everyone more so selling online than in person, but then I definitely think there's going to be a big transition. I'm not sure just yet, but I definitely think there is going to be a big transition to most likely just selling online. If I can add, I think definitely the way people or the way that food is getting to different people or the way people are eating is going to change or it already has changed. 
you know, we're already living it. And I'm very interested to see what different restaurants or different people, once the indoor dining or comes back and once a little, a little more normalcy returns, how that will affect dining and restaurants and people doing their own thing. Is there anything about the business that you discovered that you didn't imagine before opening it? For me, it was everything. Um, when we started a couple months ago, like to really started going hard on it, I was just, I didn't know how much work and how much time and dedication. I did not know. I'm, cause I'm coming from like the hospitality business, but on the customer service side. So I wasn't, I didn't know how much hard work. I'm like, okay, well, of course, making a cake is never easy. You know, it's ingredient, you have to follow recipe ingredients. And I had no idea. Um, how much hard work it is. What about you, Rhonda? For me, I knew how much work went into it. It's not easy. It's long hours. It's frustration. It's a lot of tears, a lot of lessons. But I think for me, I didn't know how much work on the business side it would be as far as you know, to getting the proper licenses we need. But also, can I mention, there is, is not a book that teaches you how to open a business, you know, from start to finish. And there isn't like a list of you need to do this, 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 and this to be successful and monetize your business and also scale it. And we've met a lot of people on social media who were helpful and just pushing us in the right direction or just wanting us to succeed. So they want the extra mile to really just do what we need or help us get what we need it. So I'm really appreciative, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot more work than I've asked for. And (laughs) I would say, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And there are days where I feel overwhelmed, but there's days where I feel like, you know, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else but this. Can you take me back to your connection with the Jewish food that you cook, like favorite memories or like reasons why like you picked certain items to bake? Okay, so my oldest food memory is my grandmother and my father in the kitchen making matzo ball soup. And I remember like asking like, can I help? And they were like, no, 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 just go in the other room. And you know, that's I think that's what really inspired me to cook. As far as cooking for Jewish traditions and like the Jewishness about it. So because my husband was Jewish, we had a lot of holidays where we were cooking for everyone, no matter what. My father-in-law infamously would, hey, we have 12 people coming over for dinner. You know, why don't you go to the Whole Foods and make a 12 course dinner for everybody? And that'll be great. Um, But I think one of my favorite things to make for Passover is brisket. Mercedes loves it. It's the best thing. One of the best things that I make, in my opinion. And I'm hoping to somehow start bringing more savory items like our brisket to Second Daughter so that people can try it because it's really, really good. As far as the pastry side, I love sweets, but I'm not a sweets person. And for me, when I went to Israel on Birthright and going to all the different bakeries and seeing how they do everything, when we went to the Shuk and saw like how the spices are arranged and like the bakeries and the rugala is just sitting right there. It was just mesmerizing. And I was like, how do I bring this to our business? You know, how do I take that food memory and what I remember and how it tastes? How do I bring that to second daughter and do it well? So one of the things that we decided to do is we have a bunch of shawarma spice that we have that I brought back from Israel. 
and I was like, you know what? This is gonna make amazing focaccia, whether it's with, you eat it with meat or vegetables or by itself. Amazing, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's on the menu, by the way. We haven't told anyone, but it's now on the menu. <laughs> How fascinating, because you're, you are like cross-cultural, obviously. You're Black-owned business, but you're also Jewish business owners. You're also two women opening a business. So you have all of these like cross sections in your business. I think it's just, I don't know, it's just being true to ourselves and who we are and what image we want to project. And we definitely, you know, we, we are black, we are Jewish. And, you know, while a lot of me people may think, oh, you know, that's different. That's amazing. That's interesting. But I think it's just us staying true to who we are and connecting with people who are like us and who aren't like us so that we will learn from them. And we, there may be some commonalities or maybe questions, but I think staying true to who we are is the best I can answer that question. It's important actually to, to bring to attention that th there are black Jewish people in Philadelphia. There's like a whole community. Yes, there is. Our synagogue, Red of Shalom, is very progressive and they're very much like into, I know they're, they were doing like classes about like racism and how, what racism is like in the Jewish community and how do we deal with that and how do we recognize our own prejudice within that? Because it's very easy to say I'm not racist, but this, so <laughs> I could go on and on about this. To be honest with you, there. I mean, the bottom line is there are all kinds of ways to be Jewish, right? Million, million one ways. Uh, Mercedes, what about you? What's your oldest Jewish food memory? I didn't really know um, much about it until Rhonda had introduced me to it. Rhonda and, and Lee was her husband until they introduced me into food because I was just like, I'm just like, okay, well, I eat it. It's good. All right, I'm, I'm really, I'm here to eat. But it wasn't until Rhonda and Lee really introduced me to like everything, such as Rhonda mentioned the brisket. I love the brisket around um, the high holidays when we always make them. It is my favorite thing. But just chi to me traditions and different values that I wasn't aware, not I wasn't aware of, but it just wasn't important to me just yet. So I really appreciate that. Did you both grow up in Judaism together? We did, we did in a way where, so our father, was not so our mother is not jewish but our father's father was jewish and because of that my grandmother had a lot of jewish influence in our life and because my dad worked in delis and stuff like that we've always had that jewish influence in our life but it wasn't really until i met my husband and it was like all right you know i found who i wanted to be or who i always knew i was so you know it was it was great. And going to Israel, when I say that, I went to Israel on birthright. And it was a different kind of birthright because it was like an experience where we got to go to each community and see how each, I don't want to say each section, but each are the different kinds of people, Jewish people lived there. So there were Ethiopians, there were Palestinians, there were Hasidic Jews, there were... I guess, secular Jews as well, because we did see some more so in Tel Aviv, but just seeing and hearing everyone's story really changed my life. And also how that related to food too, because it wasn't just a trip about culture, it was also about food. And it made me so happy to be there. I have so many videos and so many pictures 
of just us enjoying food and just even even the McDonald's over there. And I consciously say that was amazing. Like it was kosher, of course, but like the shawarma or the falafel is I haven't been able to find such good food here as I did there. Isn't it the food that always brings people together? Like food is the connector. Right. And I feel like that's in a time of, I don't know, a time of worry or a time of, I don't know, craziness. I feel like food is the one thing that will bring us all together. That's the one thing we all have in common. We like to eat. I mean, I do. I do. <laughs> we do. We love to eat. How did you like come, like, how did it change you going to Israel? It really opened my eye to what being Jewish, but also being a person of color and what, because in America, you hear all about like what it's like for Palestinians and Jews and like the struggle there and how just what it's like, but you don't get to experience it for yourself you know, and, or just hear everyone's story, like meeting different Ethiopian Jews and hearing about their story there and how they're being treated, but also like how their food evolved and how, what their life is like now. So it really changed my perspective on what it meant to be Jewish because we we're all not the same. That's the beauty in it. Like no, there is no right way or wrong way to be Jewish. I mean, I know that's relevant to who you ask, but like, you know, in my opinion, there is no right or wrong way. I know a lot of people say, oh, I'm a bad Jew for doing this or I'm a bad Jew for doing that. But I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing. No, I love that. However you observe and you hold God in your heart is you. And who am I to judge you and how you worship or do that? So how did you meet your husband? We met at the CIA, the Culinary Institute of America. Got it. And what drew you to him? Honestly, <laughs> oh man. So we met at the CIA in 2009 and he would always like ask me out on dates and I had no idea he liked me, no idea at all. It wasn't until I came over his house to make beer because that was one of his things he liked to do. And it just was a spark that I, I hadn't felt before and that was it. <laughs> It was amazing, honestly. So you say that the Jewish bakery was a dream of the two of you. What was like the first Jewish food or Jewish pastry that you got that you were, that con that you connected with with your husband? I think it probably was like the copious amounts of like hamantashen and babka I used to bring to his house during the holidays, but also just because I wanted him to have it, and I was like, oh my god, I have this chocolate babka, please eat it. And he was like, oh, my God, I love you, but, like, you're overdoing it a little too much. Like, you're overdoing it. And he meant that in the kindest way. Look, I don't know how you can ever overdo chocolate babka, but that's just me. <laughs> can we be honest here? Like, <laughs> So where do you go from here? Where, do, where does the business go from here? Honestly, up. <laughs> that is, that's the best way I can say, describe it. Is the goal a brick and mortar? We would love we would love to. And if we are fortunate enough to get to that point, to get to brick and mortar, we would love that. I, would love that. Um, I think what now we want to focus on is scaling up our business, possibly in the future, knock on wood, hiring a few employees so that we are able to do more. So we're not just limited to a capacity that I can only do. You know, we would love to scale the business up. We would love to do more pop-ups and maybe even like get into a commercial space that's maybe not necessarily a bakery just yet, but something where we can, we're able to produce more. 
think is what our future goal or our current goal is at the moment. So if people want to buy some pastries, how can they get in touch with you? How can they put some orders in and where can they get more information? Sure. So we are most, for the most up-to-date information, you can follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is Second Daughter Baking Co. We also have a website, which is secondaughterbakingco.com. All of our information is on there. You can pre-order for in-person pickup, shipping, or local delivery that we offer. Or you can email us as well. That's another way you can get in contact with us. And that is info at secondaughterbakingco.com. Well, I wish you the best of luck, Rhonda and Mercedes. Rhonda Salzman and Mercedes Brooks are Second Daughter Baking Company. Uh, you can find them on Instagram. You can find them, find them online. And you, you can, and you deliver 16 uh, miles is a, is a big, as a big, uh, radius to, for delivery. Well, good luck with everything. Once again, the website is secondaughterbakingco.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. us. That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at foodinthe215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.